My entitled mother pretends to support me through my several operations, and she does this just so she can get attention, and it has taken me several years to come to this realization. So for a bit of background, I've been sick for a long time, and I had my first 15 operations when I was 21. I was obviously afraid of my first operation, and I asked my mother to come with me for support. She said no, so I went at it alone. When I woke up, I was scared and in pain. I cried for a while. Eventually, I went on my phone, and I saw my mother and siblings had tagged themselves at the same hospital because my sister had a baby scan. I called my mother and begged her to come and see me, but again she said no. They were just about to leave the hospital and wanted to get on the bus. I went to the next 11 operations alone and she never visited me even once. Even after I came home, my 13th operation, my older sister drove me. I told her how sad it made me, that I never had someone with me, someone there when I woke up. She said that she she will be there the entire time. I'd also told her how mother had never supported me or been there ever, even though I asked and begged for the first five or so operations. I did eventually give up on asking and now take pride that I did it without her. We went to the hospital and my mom and dad are waiting outside. My dad dropped her off and left. I was so upset that my sister set me up, but she told me how mom had been so upset that she couldn't be there, so I just allowed it against my better judgment. My mom was upset that I didn't invite my dad but I just said I didn't invite you either. Eventually we get up into the room and I talk for a while, get ready and all the other things. Eventually the nurse comes in to tell me I'm going to be going down next and that's going to be in about 20 minutes. My mom then looks at my sister and says, I'm feeling really tired. Can you take me home? And when she said that, my heart broke. My sister promised that she would be back in time to be there when I woke up. I sat there trying not to cry. I asked if they could just wait until I went down but mom wanted to go home right there then and there. So they left, and ten minutes later, I went down to surgery with a nurse comforting me. Fast forward a few hours, which is a blink of an eye to me, and I wake up, and I'm taken back to my room, and lo and behold, I'm still alone. I call my sister, and she says mom wanted to do some shopping, so she will drop her off and bring me a sandwich. And when I heard that, I just cried harder. My mom still tells people that she supported me, but I say that she sabotaged the one time I had support. I've had two major surgeries since then, which she once again did not show up for and didn't care about at all, with the only expectation of trying to claim that she's giving me support. And you know what? It took me years to realize that it was never about supporting me. It was just so she could try and look good in front of others. This is honestly really disgusting behavior. The fact that she wouldn't even show up to just one of these surgeries and sit by your side and wait for you to wake up after your surgery at least once is really toxic. But on top of that, what really takes the cake is the fact that she would then pretend like she supports you, just so she can try and look good in front of others or on social media. That, in my opinion, is almost as bad as not showing up in the first place. I mean, she did show up once, but then she's like, all right, I'm tired. I want to go home. Like, that's not supportive at all. That's you being selfish and stating that you would rather go shopping than be there for your child. Like, it sounds like the original poster has some serious complications in their life, especially if they've had 15 surgeries before the age of 21. Like, that is a lot of surgeries by that age. So clearly the mom has to know at this point, or at least I would hope so, that something serious is going on with their child's health. Wouldn't you think that you would want to be involved and make sure you're there for them in some kind of way, shape, or form? So if I was in the shoes of the original poster, I would probably stop having my mom involved in serious topics of my life. It's obvious that she's just going to try and use that for some kind of weird clout and she doesn't actually care about you in the slightest. So truly, I really am sorry that you went through this. This is absolutely toxic and you definitely did not deserve to get treated that way. If you like 
like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. An entitled grandma that lives below us freaks out at any little noise that we make, whether it's walking across the floor or even turning on the AC unit. And her demeanor and attitude is absolutely obnoxious, and it was truly exhausting living above this lady. Here's what happened. So my wife and I bought a condo about 10 years ago. It was a good starter place, and it helped us buy our current house. We moved in while my wife was pregnant with our first child, so naturally I had a lot of work to do when we first moved in. Before we even moved, we painted about half the condo, cleaned the carpets, and replaced two sinks, and made some minor repairs. This was a strange condo, because most buildings had two-story units on top and single-story units on the bottom. Overall, this was a nice complex, and the HOA wasn't full of demon spawn. The HOA president was a nice woman, who warned us that the insulation between the side units was pretty good, but non-existent between the floors. We had a second story unit, and the entitled grandma of this story was on the bottom. So at first, the entitled grandma was really nice. She could hear me working on the condo, and came up to say hi, and bring me some cake, because she figured I was working hard. We had a nice talk, and I told her about us having a baby, and about us moving in. She told me she had a grandson, and how much we liked being parents. After the kid was born, she would wave to our daughter, exchange small talk, as well as just do normal neighbor stuff. Well, things changed that summer when we had a heat wave. My daughter was probably three months old at the time, and this condo was hot. For context, because of the layout, there were two windows upstairs, one in each bedroom, one in the dining room downstairs, and a sliding glass door on the deck. Of course, our daughter's room faced due west and was full-on in the sunlight. We had great sun-blocking blinds, but we could not open her window until the sun went down and it was starting to get cooler outside. Because honestly, outside of her room would be an oven. Even when we did this, it was 85 degrees on a regular basis. Our HOA allowed portable AC units with hoses to the window, but not window AC units that hang out the window. I was able to petition them to get a window AC for our bedroom because it faced away towards a green belt, so it would not be seen. However, they expressly told me no AC units for the front of the building, so this meant the only AC unit we would get is a portable unit for the dining room. Those two units with some box fans made the heat tolerable for the most part. However, there was an unintended consequence of the portable unit that made the entitled grandma lose her mind. When I was at work one day, the entitled grandma came knocking on the door and my wife was the person to answer it. She said that the AC unit was making a lot of noise and keeping her grandson awake. This was at the early evening and her grandson apparently couldn't sleep because of the noise. Now, bear in mind, this was a high-end, brand new AC unit. It wasn't loud and my wife showed it to her. She said it was over 90 degrees in our condo so we had to keep it on for the baby. And while the baby was drinking milk, you could tell that she was overheated. Our daughter started crying, so my wife excused herself and the entitled grandma left. About an hour later, this lady came back, this time pounding on the door and yelling for my wife to turn off the AC. My wife was dealing with our daughter and didn't want to answer the door with someone reacting like that. She pounded on the door for 10 minutes before giving up. She came back a little while later and again started pounding on the doors and shouting. My wife called me and I quickly came home to deal with this lady's BS. By the time I got home, it was finally cool enough to turn off the AC and open the windows. And it was maybe 9 o'clock at night at this point. I go straight to the entitled grandma's unit and I knock on the door. She opens it up and she gives me a disturbing stare that basically said, what do you want? I asked her, why are you pounding 
pounding on my door and disturbing my wife and baby. She said that the AC unit was loud and keeping her grandson up. So I say to her, and this gives you the right to pound on my door and scream at my wife, I had to leave work to come and talk to you because you are so unhinged. I don't care what your problem is. Screaming at my wife isn't how you deal with problems. I then explain how the AC unit didn't make any loud noises and I'm not sure what she is hearing. I explain the extreme heat issue and how we were managing it and I gave her my cell number to call me if she had any issues in the future. She was to leave my wife alone and never pound on my door like that ever again. A few days later, we get a call from the HOA and the president went to check it out. She was trying to remain neutral and told me I had a right to my AC, but that there was a noise, but it seemed like the walls were humming. And with this in mind, the only thing I could figure was the building had terrible construction design and that the AC was causing a weird vibration that would cause the wood to become harmonic. Again, the AC unit made very little noise and only had a slight vibration from the motor. So I put my MacGyver hat on and I go to the hardware store. I get a foam kitchen mat, some cardboard and packing tape. I fold over the mat, put several layers of cardboard in between it and I tape it shut. So I basically made a poor man's vibration isolation pod. I put my AC unit on that, took a picture and sent it to the entitled grandma as well as the HOA. I told them we would minimize the AC use, but we had a right to use it and I have taken steps to mitigate the issue. For a while, this seemed to shut this lady up. However, she stopped saying hello and wouldn't look at me in the eye after that. Over the next few months, we had no real issues until we started hearing tapping sounds on the floor. I figured at first she was hanging something, but nope, she was hitting her ceiling with a broom. Apparently, the noise was unbearable. I mean, we were just walking around the house. No running, jumping, loud music, or stuff dropping on the floor. Just walking. I went downstairs and I talked to her about it and told her we were just walking and she complained about how loud it was. She even complained to the HOA again, but they figured out it was just the building being a little squeaky in places due to age. Literally nothing we could do about it unless we rip up the floorboards. On Thanksgiving, we had a couple of friends over. Our kids were quietly playing in the living room and we were sitting at the dining room table just talking. I got up to get something from the kitchen when she started tapping on her ceiling again. I responded with a loud stomp on the floor which made her stop right in her tracks. She's the one who decided to move into a bottom floor unit of an older building. We weren't loud people and even though our daughter was a toddler, she was relatively quiet. Our unit was empty for most of the time that she was there before we moved in so I guess she just got used to the quiet. After this, we barely acknowledged each other until we finally moved out a couple of years later. The woman who bought it from us was a single woman so hopefully they get along much better than we did. That downstairs neighbor sounds like an absolute nightmare. She's tapping on the ceiling, basically trying to get you to stop moving in the house. Like, what does she expect you to do? Hover everywhere that you want to go? And I'm really glad that the original poster put their foot down and didn't take this lady's garbage for a second. Because honestly, that's what you need to do. It doesn't matter who the neighbor is. If they're being belligerent and slamming their fist on your door, it's time to take action and not only protect your family, but also tell them to get lost. There's no excuse for that kind of behavior. And I agree with the original poster. Hopefully the lady that moved in there has a lot better luck than the original poster and their family. Because honestly, I think they're going to need it. Today, I messed up by offering to babysit my co-worker's kid for free, which eventually led to me driving hours around the city trying to do different things for this lady. And I honestly don't know what to do. So one of my co-workers is super nice and has a two-year-old son. She's been going through a breakup with a toxic ex who was verbally awful to her and she lost a lot of her stuff and had to move back in with her mother. 
mother who lives an hour away from work. She currently doesn't have a car, so her mother picks her up and drops her off. She signed up for therapy at a place that was only a block away from my house, so I offered to watch her son for an hour for free so that she could go to the session. When the day came, it turned out that she never had a ride to therapy and had no idea how she was going to get there, and I felt bad and under pressure to say that I would drive her there, which also meant staying at work for another hour, waiting for her to clock out with her son. For context, we both work at a daycare, so he was already there. Her son and I drop her off, even though her therapy wasn't for a little while longer, just because I didn't want to have to try and get everyone back in the car again. The kid and I go to my place, and we have a blast. Not even 10 minutes later, she calls me asking where I live, because it turns out her therapy wasn't until the next week. She was embarrassed, but I didn't mind, and she just came over. It did just become a little bit awkward because she just sat on her phone on my couch while her son was running around doing whatever he wanted. After about an hour, I asked her how she was going to be getting home and she finally tells me that her mom didn't want to drive the whole way over here, which is about an hour just to get her. So she asked if we could meet halfway. And at this point, I just wanted them out of my house. So I said, okay, they had me drive to a random gas station 45 minutes away, somewhere I have never been to. The son who was screaming had finally fallen asleep watching my phone in the back and by this time it's almost 8 o'clock in the evening. They didn't even meet halfway but actually very close to her mom's house. We get to the gas station and she just gets out of the car without even saying thank you but gave me 10 bucks for gas. I got out to help her with the car seat when her stepdad gets out of their car and says to me same time every two weeks I was shocked and kind of just stumbled uh okay and once I left I even got lost on my way home and had to pull out my GPS just to figure out where I was so it took much longer getting back I finally got home around 9.30 at night. I wasted 4 hours of my life along with gas to help her out for $10 and she didn't even have therapy the next day I made up a story that the car was actually my boyfriend's and that he forbid me from driving it that far she had to cancel her therapy and I'm not really sure if she blames me for this or not but you know what I don't really care anymore. What an absolutely horrible situation. You're just trying to help out somebody who clearly is down on their luck, but instead they quite literally use you as a taxi to basically drive an hour to another city, all because they didn't have their garbage figured out. I mean, that is simply not fair for you in the slightest. So if I was in your shoes, I would be messaging her back or just telling her straight up, no, I will not be driving you anywhere every two weeks. That's not happening. It is quite literally not fair for you to have to be stuck in that kind of situation. And the last thing you need is for her to give you a different car and be like, okay, can you drive this one instead? Because she clearly might not get the picture. I always personally find that it's better to be more straightforward and honest with people just so they can know exactly where you stand. Because as someone who's had their generosity used against them several times, it is simply not worth having any kind of ambiguity between what is and is not appropriate for your time and effort. So hopefully for your own sanity, this lady doesn't ask you for anything in the future. Because clearly she's just going to disrespect your time and she really will not consider you in the slightest. An entitled Karen freaks out on me when I tell her that she can't cancel her reservation to the hotel that I'm working at simply because she booked through a third-party site and they are not nearly as flexible as we are. Here's what happened. So at the hotel that I work at, we have a pool. It's not the biggest or the best pool in the area, but it's something and it's there for people to use. A few months ago, the pool heater broke, so 
the pool was ice cold because of the winter temperatures. The owner ordered a new one back in November, within a few days of it not working, but it never arrived. After a few negative reviews about the pool not being heated and the order getting cancelled, with a note stating that there's no new heater available until February at the earliest, management decided to close the pool and take the time to do other things to it and make sure the other parts are working properly. Less than a week after we closed the pool for maintenance, I get a call from someone asking the price of the room. I told them the rate, but they didn't like it and said it was cheaper online. I said that if you can find a cheaper rate online, then book it, since I can't honor a rate that you say you found online, but warned them about how those rates have less flexibility and worse cancellation policies in general. They hung up without saying anything after that. About a few minutes later, I see a new reservation come up from a third party with the infamous no-cancel rate. For those who don't know, the no-cancel rate from the third parties is exactly how it sounds. No matter what, you cannot cancel the reservation nor change the dates, regardless of when you booked it. These are some of the cheapest rates you can find, but one of the worst reservations if things change. The bottom line is, don't make reservations with this rate unless you know for a fact that you are going to be there for the dates that you put in. Anyway, about four hours later, a woman shows up with her two kids, saying she is checking in under that no-cancel reservation. I check it and it is registered to two adults and two children. As I'm starting to get the registration card printed with our hotel terms on it, the woman asks what time the pool closes. I explain that it is closed because of mechanical issues. She gets surprised, telling me that she booked the room so her children can swim, all before she asked to cancel the reservation so they can go somewhere else. And this is where things got really interesting. After I tell her that the reservation was a non-cancel reservation and that she would not be refunded, she starts getting upset. Thankfully, not full Karen mode because her kids were with her. What do you mean you can't cancel? I haven't checked in yet and your pool isn't working. I look at her and I say, I'm sorry. If you book directly through our hotel, then I could cancel it, but I can't without you still being charged. Well, I called a few hours earlier. Why didn't you tell me the pool wasn't open? I wouldn't have booked otherwise. It was a slow night and I only had one phone call, so I knew she was the one who just asked for room rates and wanted us to book it for cheaper than online. I told her I was the one who talked to you and you never asked about the pool, just the rate. I'm sorry, but I would have said it was closed if you asked me. We'll either open the pool or I'm leaving. I expect a refund if I leave and I'm going to leave a bad review. But the truth is, even if I wanted to at that point, I could not open the pool since we drained it the night before. I just said to her again that she is not getting refunded so she can either stay the night or go somewhere else and still get charged for the night. She left, but not before saying that she'll be calling corporate. Sure enough, less than 10 minutes later, corporate does in fact call up and ask for my side of the story. I tell them that she booked a no-cancel reservation after we could not honor a rate that she saw from a third party, and that's why we are not refunding her. They asked about the pool situation, and I told them that it was indeed closed, but the guests didn't even ask about it, so I didn't warn her over the phone because I didn't know she wanted to know that. The person actually laughed, saying if he had a dollar for every time he got a call about an issue that wouldn't be one if the guest asked the hotel in advance, he would be so rich that he wouldn't even need to work anymore. I laughed back because I can definitely relate, and I asked if he needed any more information. He stated that he didn't and said he'd tell the guest she isn't getting a refund, and that they needed to talk to the third-party site and not our hotel brand's corporate. An hour after we hung up, I got a call from the third party asking about the reservation. Usually, third parties kind of ask in a demanding way that we refund the guest, or even ask to refund 
refund them, which really is an upsetting experience overall, but this person didn't. He just asked me normally, as if he was required to ask and verify that it was a no-cancel on my end. I confirmed, and he was like, well, that's what I thought. Thank you so much. And then he hung up the phone. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but if you were trying to book a hotel, book it directly. It's the only way to have flexibility and to cancel if things go south. And especially, if you're staying somewhere just because you want your kids to go to the pool, make sure it's open before you book the hotel. Yeah, that's like one of the big risks of going through a third-party site. You just don't know what the stipulations are going to be when you have that hotel in your hand. Sure, you probably got it at a cheaper rate, but that probably means, just like in this story, you can't cancel it. And if you try to, you're just going to end up like the lady in this story. So definitely be careful in that regard, because who knows how much money you might be throwing down the drain if your plans don't actually work out. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.